Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Good evening. Welcome in. It's uh, the Beast of the East podcast. We are finally back. The man, the myth. Whoa, I'm getting some feedback. I was getting some feedback there. Okay, so we are back. (laughs) I had uh, I had the live feed up to like copy the link, you know, and uh, I left it up. And then all of a sudden it comes in and you had that little delay. So I said, all right, good evening. And then all of a sudden in my ear, it's like, all right, good evening. Okay. Thought, I'm like, what the? <laughs> I, I thought I was already messing up something. I was like, man. Yeah, I threw, threw, me, threw me for a loop, man. <laughs> threw me for a loop. I was like, what in the heck did I just do? So anyway, uh, the man you see to, I guess, my left, your right. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, the, the, uh, the owner of the Space City rockets hey yeah you know we'll 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 call it that right it's vinnie hardy man what's up vinnie tillman fratita sold them to me today we just completed the transaction and yeah i do own the rockets now i'm just i'm just wearing this because i am a rockets fan but and tata washington just got drafted to the rockets and yeah that's a good reason doing all right in the little summer league little action he's getting and yeah. The, I wrote a read an article about uh in Athletic about him, the guy that covers Rockets, Kelly Eco, and the the theme that they're hearing already is the same thing you heard in Kentucky. Dude's wise beyond his years, and he's mature beyond his you know twenty years of age. We heard the same thing mm-hmm. when he was coming to Kentucky, and he's already kind of you know keeping that going in Houston. So hope Tata does well. I do too. That'll that'll be fun. The Rockets need it desperately. I I, I can oh, I can we. I can assure you that. But uh, we are uh, we are coming to you a little bit later tonight. Uh, mostly, or actually, all the reason why is because uh, we had uh, late football practice. So we're trying to beat the heat in the month of July. This won't be a regular thing, but uh, for the month of July, we're we're beating the heat. And we're, we're practicing a little bit later, so we'll, we'll be with you a little bit later each and every Monday night, as long as Vinny is is uh, physically up for it. So uh, we're glad to be with you. We're brought to you by BetOnline.ag. As long as I wake up from my naps when you text me, <laughs> oh okay. Yeah. I wake up, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta get the cat nap in, but don't sleep too hard. I've I've done that before. You get a little. You think you're closing your eyes a little bit, then you wake up like an hour later and you're like, what in the, that's right. So man, I stepped on the head, my phone. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. We could probably bet on how long I would sleep if I, if I lay down right now, but, uh, Oh man, the over under is, is well, what do you think? School's, uh, school's out. I know you're still busy. No. Well, I mean, I have a six year old that doesn't sleep. So school, no school. That doesn't matter. Oh, well, time. Fact that that's a big kind of 
curveball. I I would say four and a half hours over under. I was gonna set it at five. Mm, I, I'm proud of myself for being that close. I'm I'm about five. five I was gonna say. I was saying six, six and a half. Then you said we got the six year old, and I said, "Let me scale six, it back." Six, six it and a half is a uh, couple days ago. I got every once in a while. Every once in a while, he'll sleep in, but you know he counteracts that with getting up at three o'clock sometimes. So I get like three hours of sleep or four hours of sleep if I go to bed at eleven. You're so a you're a night owl anyway. Naturally, I, I, I want to be a night owl. I, my body doesn't let me sometimes, but naturally. If I if I'm well rested, I am a night owl. Um, I do once I re, once I get past a certain point, unless unless my feet get even with my head, and then it's a wrap. Mm-hmm. It's a wrap. Yeah. But like to be able to come on and do these shows like this, it's uh, it's actually pretty. You know, I, I got plenty of energy for that. Yeah. Yeah. And I got plenty of energy uh, for our partners too at Bet Online, and they as they continue to be the number one source for all your sports betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, sports developments, including NBA Summer League. That's exciting. I didn't know you could bet on that. Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. We can talk about that a little bit. The Braves, holy cow! Hey, here we Twenty nine and eight since. No, what was what's the record? Twenty four games in June. They went twenty four in June. Yeah, they, I think they went twenty four and six in June or something like that. Yeah, bet it. You know, best record in the majors right now. Still a game and a half out of first place in the East. Just freaking you crazy. Know, can't even worry about that. Wow. I, I, I honestly, the Mets did good and stayed good longer than I thought, but they're starting to they're starting to met. And the well, Braves July. are going to Braves. Yeah, it's yeah. So, July. And everybody, all the Braves fans want to maybe kind of get a little nervous mm-hmm. with the start of the season. Mm-hmm. Last year, we didn't get above 500 till August. So now mm-hmm. they had a, you know, had that 14-game winning streak, you know, that started them on this path they're on now. And a game and a half out right now. Psh, come on. Yeah, it ain't nothing. Uh, it ain't nothing. Um, so head to the website. Or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive that fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Believe to get that bonus and get into the action. Bet online is where the game starts. So, yeah, like, I'm not. Who, I'm not worried about the Braves. Who is an All Star? Is the question. I mean, you know, Austin Riley's going. Dansby mm-hmm. Acuna. Acuna. Must just be the Braves versus everybody uh, else, right? Snit as the manager. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Contreras is going. Yeah. Contreras uh, is Strider in there. Oh, he should be. He's making a. He made a big case for himself. It was look. It was so many Braves are going. Snigger is so nice. He even extended the invitation to the uh, Nationals manager because they. He said they didn't really get to celebrate their title last year because COVID messed it all up. So yeah. the, the Nationals manager is going to be like an assistant on the Braves staff, and that's how that's how gracious Snit is. Hey, you come on and just just enjoy it with us. <laughs> yeah, screw that. Screw the Nationals. <laughs> that's what I. I mean. That's, you know, Smith's got a better heart than we do, I guess. Yeah, he does. <laughs> so he, here's the starters, right? And this is not a beast of the uh, American League East <laughs> or beast of the National League East. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the American League starters, uh, Alejandro Kirk uh, is starting at, at, behind the plate from Toronto. It's his first All-Star game. Uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. 
is starting at first. This is his second appearance. Uh, Jose Altuve starting at second from the Astros. This is an eighth all-star game. Rafael Devers from Boston and his second appearance starting at third. You got Tim, don't call him Jackie Robinson Anderson from the White Sox in his second appearance starting at short. Uh, Mike Trout, Aaron Judge, and Giancarlo Stanton in the outfield. Uh, the latter two from the Yankees and the former from the Los Angeles Angels. And Sh- Shahani Otani is is starting out at DH and is probably going to come in and pitch at some point. <laughs> that dude's it's, insane. That dude, yeah, he's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, the starters for the National League, Wilson Contreras starting behind the plate in his third All-Star game from Chicago. Goldschmidt from St. Louis in his seventh game at first. Jazz Chisholm from the Marlins in his first appearance at second. Manny, yeah, I know. Manny Machado from San Diego from the Padres. I didn't know they still had a ball club. In his sixth appearance at third, Trey Turner from the Dodgers in his second appearance at short. Acuna, Mookie Betts, and Jock Peterson in the outfield. Two Braves. <laughs> yep. Jock is an honorary Brave. He's still a Brave yep. to me. True, true. Yeah. Um, but uh, Mookie Betts, well-deserving. And then Bryce Harper is the DH. Uh, and then William Contreras as well. There you go. In his first. Uh, let's see. Do they have the reserves? The pitchers, Paul Blackburn, Emmanuel Classe, Garrett Cole, Nestor Cortez, Clay Holmes, Jorge Lopez, Alex Manoa, Shane McClanahan, Shahoe Otani, Martin Perez, Martin Perez, Gregory Soto, Framber Valdez, and Justin Verlander. I just realized I only know like three people on that list. Yeah, yeah, it's that's that's baseball's fault though. They they did it to themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, so they just they just don't we don't know the guys, and a lot of times it ends up being in the ninth inning. Some dude from the Marlins is coming in to close the game, and he's facing some dude from the Royals, and and nobody knows who they are, and that's who determines who wins the All Star game. Exactly. All the other dudes that played their inning or two, and you know deuces, and then you got these dudes that two last place teams out there. <laughs> yeah, going at it, but oh well, man. I think should I guess we didn't we didn't I guess we gotta keep the baseball going. We're SEC East, beast of the East, but. The homie Steve Willis is it's Braves country. Yeah, Ole Miss, man. Yeah. yeah. You know, those yeah. guys, we, we haven't been home since we they have no business out there. Yeah. I know they're in the West, but Ole Miss he's, went out there, barely so made the field, and the, as he should be doing all his shows and championship mm-hmm. shows, and I can't blame him a bit. They barely made it in and then just said, we're here. We're going to win it all. We're here. We're going to kick the freaking door down. <laughs> yeah. It gave me flashbacks. I said, I'm believing Kentucky. <clears throat> 2012, 2012, Kentucky wins the national championship. Anthony Davis and all those guys. 2013, Noah gets hurt. They make they go to the NIT. They don't even make the tournament. Right. Last year, Mississippi State wins it all. This year, they don't even make the tournament. And Ole Miss wins it. When Kentucky didn't make it in 2013, we had to watch Louisville win the title. Now, they got their oh, banner man. taken down. But Mississippi State doesn't make it, and then they have to watch Ole Miss win it the year after them. It, it gave me flashbacks of us having to watch Louisville win it, and I figure everybody down in Starkville was like, "Golly, now we." Does so that mean LSU is going to win next year? <sighs> That's their other rival. I mean they they got they got the baseball tradition. You know, it's 
Yeah. They, it it wouldn't, true. you know, they, they've been there and done it several times. But I kind of felt – I felt Mississippi State fans pain because I, I remember watching Louisville win the title, cut down the nets, and we're not even in the tournament. I'm like, ugh. And now <laughs> they, they get to celebrate the first title in Mississippi State's history – and then Ole Miss comes, and now they're like – so I'm sure they're like, ugh. Everybody, you know, Egg Bowl country is like, God, now Ole Miss is winning. Yeah. But congrats to Steve. Congrats to Steve and everybody down here. Yeah. Um, you got a very important message from Believe in Badgers. Man. And, <laughs> man. <laughs> we, we, we got people on the case. Man, I'm reporting everything they do. Um, I think Josh and – uh, Jared, the social media dude from Believe, mm-hmm. uh, he asked about it, and I told him, and they're trying. Uh, it's it's a hot mess, man. I apologize for all the headaches it's causing all of y'all because it's ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah, uh, my man Perkin, my man Perko is uh, he, he's concerned about you, Vinny. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. He's concerned about you, Vinny. It's a mess, Perk. It's a mess. Yeah, uh, he's doing his thing at Believe in Badgers, him and Bernie. They're doing their thing, man. Absolutely. So shout out to them. But mm-hmm. uh yeah, Steve, man, he, he's uh I don't know if we should promote the other guys, but uh That's nah, what I'm saying. Lock, lock, he's doing his thing at Locked On Ole Miss. Um he's uh their their page is drastically improving, and hopefully this page will too. By football season, you never know. Um we also got some things in the works. Uh Rave on. Shout out. Shout out to Rayvon. I was on the meeting it, with him. It was it's, down for us. It, it's a it's a it's a free shout out at this moment, but it won't be pretty soon. No, because we 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 are hosts, right, Vinny? We we are a host. We yeah, are. They we are hosts. And we, this you know, is gonna been, be gonna be a lot of fun. Been host uh, for a little minute with them, and they had a fun little meeting about all of the big things they got working and the mm-hmm. kinks they're working out and. Yeah, I the talked hires to- they've made to help out with the big things they're expecting. Big, nice meeting with the with, with, with Miss Brittany and James. You know the HBIC. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. Well, you know what that means. <laughs> I, I I talked with her earlier today because I was like, yeah, I'm not going to be on this meeting because I'll be at practice. So I, I kind of want to get the the inside scoop, and she gave me a little bit of it. But yeah. um, she's going to. I think she recorded it. And she's going to post it in the chat. So I won't have to miss it. But there's a lot of cool things. A lot of the stuff that she told me was was really cool. So that's all I'm going to say. Because um, you guys see. are just going to have to find out yourselves, right? They'll see when they come in to when we're hosting. They'll see what all the, the, as the old people say, all the hubbub is about. They'll see all the hoopla. <laughs> What's all this hubbub about, man? What's all the hood law, man? I'm going to be in there when y'all are hosted, and I'm going to mm-hmm. put, you know, grab up as many Kentucky games as possible, and then oh, yeah. jump around, see what everybody else is doing. And, yeah, yeah, for sure. Fun. For sure. You got to. We got we got to get in each other's games, but we're gonna yeah. test this thing out, and we're gonna test out the, these new features in the uh, NFL preseason. So that'll be that'll yeah, be a lot of fun. Yeah, get to some kinks out, and 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 they should, they basically said just come in there, and I mean, if if something breaks, it breaks. Fine, we want to know now. So they want us to break it. Yeah, in the preseason, just you know, yeah. come in and you know, wreck shop and. They'll they'll debug it all and, and mm-hmm. be ready for NFL and college football kicking off. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we got an action packed show, Vinny. Um, you know, the title of the show is we preview. So it's that time of year where we start to kind of look at the teams in, in the East and, you know, I, I wanted to kind of point inward at, at Kentucky because Kentucky's in one of those weird spots where you're not quite sure if they're on, if they're reloading or not, you're not quite sure where they are in that regard. So you want to, you know, you, you want to look at it as you, you want to say that they're going to reload, but you lose your offensive coordinator. You lose a lot of your talent uh, to the NFL. You get a couple, you get a few transfers, but what, what really, what, what's this team really going to look like? I think as far as offensively, the, the thing is they, they won't look a drastically different. Uh, Scangarello from the 49ers is, is running a lot of stuff similar to Cohen from the Rams. And that was kind of the whole point when they went out and made the hire. Um, even if they're not reloading, there's close to being in reload mode as they've ever been. Cause you know, normally they'll, you know, you see a big drop, uh, you've seen them make moves before and then maybe not sustain it for different years under different yeah. you know, coaches, you know, they, you know, seven and five was kind of the peak under Rich Brooks. And, and then, you know, um, so two 10 win season in four years, you know, that's, you know, Georgia fans yawn at that, but that's, that's uncharted water here in Kentucky. Yeah. Cause they, <laughs> prior to that it happened, happened yeah. in 77. That's the year I was born the last time it happened. So yeah. they're better equipped to reload the offensive line, you know, got to fill some guys who, who left for the draft. Uh, Tim Couch himself comes out and says, Will Levis reminds him a lot of himself. That's, that's some high praise. When you when you got you know first in the draft twenty three years ago saying that about this guy that's coming back in Will Levis, yeah, you won't have to force feed one day. You're gonna miss him, but they they're gonna have yeah. more guys to to spread the ball around to. So they'll they still should be potent. You know, you won't have one guy catching a hundred balls. I, I don't foresee that. No, um, and. <clears throat> You know, got some guys coming back defensively too. Vito Tisdale losing him hurts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oxen dying back on the D line. You lost him early last year, and he was he was coming right along and looking good. Um, still expect a solid season. The schedule is manageable. Is this you know? Sure, there's other teams looking at those games that you know we can probably win them. But Kentucky's looking at them and seeing a lot of winnable games on there as well. And that in itself is progress. You know, we're talking about Kentucky football. Yeah, I mean, we, we the the early over under was what seven and a half. Yeah. So, wh- where do you see it in there? I I think I'm gonna probably end up saying nine and three again with a chance for ten in the bowl game. Um, mm-hmm. They're probably gonna lose a couple. Everybody's pointing. Second game of the season, just like last year. Last year was Missouri. This time it's at Florida, but yeah. uh, you know Napier's going to have them more organized. But I still look; it's a, a guy in his first year. You should, yeah. you should beat a first year dude. We we took our whoopings in Stoops' early years. We should mm-hmm. be in a position to to beat them when they're trying to get their act together. Probably still. I mean, you're not going to be favored to beat Georgia. Mm-mm. It's not yet hard to. 
pick a win at Tennessee. It's bad I had to say that, just given the history down there. They've, they've you know, the nine and three team in 2018 still yeah. lost to Knoxville. Should have won that game, lost to Knoxville. Lose a couple, and then there's probably a third one in there where you just lay an egg and just kind of have a dud type game. And that's where I kind of see them end up being nine and three. Oh. Yeah, I, I I think that's fair. I, I think you're, you know, you're, you're kind of spot on. I mean, you know, a lot of the publications have them finishing two or three in the East. You know, depending on where, depending on how that Tennessee game fares, because uh, you got to think Tennessee is going to be a lot better. You got to think that they're going to be in the nine win category too, and I don't think both teams can sustain uh, the nine wins really. Um, and I think that ninth win is going to come down to who beats who. But, um, you know, I, I think. You know, you get a favorable crossover draw. I do like the Mississippi State Ole Miss draw. Mm-hmm. Um, although I think Ole Miss is going to be pretty sporty this year. I think you know they did really well in the transfer portal, and we'll talk about that a little bit more with with Steve on on SEC after dark. But I mean, you know, your de- your running game is going to be great, man. Um, and Chris Rodriguez Jr. is coming back. I I, I really like that. Um, you know, yeah. I I really like you know that that the defense just continues to hover around, you know, third, fourth, fifth in, in the conference and scoring defense at twenty one point seven points a game last yep. year, mm-hmm. uh, five point five yards per snap. So, and 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 they've really kind of done a good job of plugging the holes that have been left from transfers and NFL guys because you've had a you've had a couple NFL guys drafted off that defense each year that Stoops has been there. I think minus the first year. Uh, and, and they've continued to kind of improve their stats and can improve their play. So I, I like that about this, about this team. Um, and it's, it's really just more of a mentality than anything. And they finally, I think Kentucky finally has a quarterback that you can look at and say, okay, like this guy's consistent. We know what we're getting. Yeah. And the yeah. system's going to be similar. And I think – you know, last year he comes in late, doesn't have spring ball, didn't play a lot at Penn State. And when he did, he was, you know, the running QB, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the game well. will slow down for him this year because he, he's had for spring practice. He's had mm-hmm. a full year under his belt. You know, things will maybe you know, slow down for him. You got some more weapons. You got Keaton Upshaw coming back at tight end. You didn't have him last year. Yeah. So, you know, he can he can spread the ball around. That's a big and piece a for that. Whole year he's you know, last year was his first year starting, thrown into the SEC coming in late, and he, he yeah. had a respectable season. Had a few picks that he would like to have back, a few throws he'd like to have back to pick six against Tennessee, a couple little no head throws early in the season. So I think, you know, I'm sure you guys have seen it with with Stetson and, and guys that have been there. Mm-hmm. You know, a veteran now. He's he was a leader and didn't know what to expect last year. Now he knows what to expect. Mm-hmm. It'll slow down for him. He kind of has his feet on him a little bit. And I think that'll, you know, we'll see that play out in his in his numbers and his production too. Yeah, for sure. I, I and I think it will. I I think you'll see. I think you'll see a slight uptick. I um, I'm curious, Vinny, about I'm curious about what this guy from Virginia Tech, Tavion Robinson's going to do. There's been a lot made about him. We had um, had Mitch Brown on. He's sports director at Fox 56 in Lexington now, but he's from that Northern Virginia area. 
covered him when he was in high school. And his mm-hmm. words to me, we had him on my Cast Talk Wednesday podcast. He said the dude's electric. He said he might not be Wondell, but he can mm-hmm. come in and flat out, you know, still be very impressive. So that was that was good to hear because yeah. he had already seen him from years ago back in the day. And mm-hmm. uh, as far as him stepping in and, and being overwhelmed or, you know, not ready for the moment, he didn't see that foresee that happening with him at all. So, right. That's good. That's, you know, especially when you're losing a guy like Wondell who, who bailed you out a lot last year. Oh, I mean, yeah, the, uh, the Citrus Bowl <laughs> against Iowa, that was his drive. I mean, you literally force fed him with Josh Ali being out. It was lock on Wondell and get him to rock. And, mm-hmm. and they so, did. Yeah. So, and they did. Good to hear. You know, that with Tavion Robinson, Dane Key, a true freshman from Lexington, the legacy player, son of Dante Key, who played uh-huh. in the late 80s. Dane is getting a lot of buzz. He, he made some catches in the spring game. He's been consistently, you know, getting buzz all spring and summer long, and he's got a chance to start. And that's, you know, big, tall, long kid, huge catch radius, you know, all that. Yeah. Uh, so when he gets the little physicality and all that to, you know, gets that used to the adjust to that, you know, that's somebody else that can take some pressure off. And, you know, they got they got more more weapons across mm-hmm. the board, which is which is not a bad thing. No, it's definitely not. And and Barry and Brown, Barry on Brown is, is somebody else as well uh, that that seems to be exciting. He's a Nashville kid. Uh, mm-hmm. I got to see him up close and personal, man. That guy can fly. He can flat out go. So as much, I mean, you guys are still going to be loaded, but yeah, I mean, considering what you lost, are you loaded, loaded or just loaded this year? I guess that's my question for y'all. Well, <laughs> you know, offensively, you know, you've always got to kind of figure out the the offensive line, but um, the only really weapon we, that, that was lost was James Cook because I mean, yeah, George Pickens is a huge weapon, but yeah. he didn't really play last year. Mm-hmm. He played in two games last year, significantly. I mean, he made like one play, and he made he had like one catch against Alabama in the SEC yeah. championship. Didn't really play much, but he really only significantly played in two games and made a decent impact because he was probably still seventy seventy five percent at yeah. best. You For know. Sure. Um, so you lose James Cook, who is probably the most dynamic running back that Georgia's probably ever had Which is, as far great. as like the that's tools and, and the ways that he could beat you. Now, obviously, you know, you look at Herschel, Nick Chubb, Garrison Hurst, Noshawn Marino, Todd Gurley, Sony Michelle. Yeah. You, know, you look at you look at all the you look at all the production from those guys. Yeah, they they all I mean, they all no doubtly rank higher than James Cook, but the tools and the the ways that James Cook could could factor into a game was unlike any of those other guys. Rodney Hampton. I mean, y'all got so many yeah, dudes. Rodney Hampton, yeah. I mean, but like James Cook, you could line him up at wide receiver. Mm. Like he was he was such a threat in the passing game, more so than any back that George has ever had. Most dynamic is James Cook and everybody else. Out of all those most Dude. dynamic, yeah. Like when I when I say dynamic, I mean like versatile. Can can do a lot of things, you know. Can can line up just about any position on the field. 
and and beat you and be elite at that position. Like he was, he could have he could have easily been our wide receiver one. You know, <laughs> um, I don't see Sony Michelle doing that. Mm. But as a pure running back, no, he's probably not better than those. He's definitely not better than those guys as a pure running back. And, and production, he just didn't get his. He just didn't get chances in that in that manner. You know, I mean, it, if you stuck Herschel in, in today's time, yeah, he might be. But like those guys in the early, you know, late eighties and nineties and stuff like that, it's kind of apples and oranges. But if you look at pure running back, those guys obviously they rank higher than him. But if you look at just the skill set and what James Cook can do compared to those guys, he's unlike anybody else. Mm. Like we're not going to be able to replicate that Ooh. anytime soon. Um, and, and I do really like McIntosh and Milton. They're just not James Cook type dudes, which is okay. Uh, it's just going to have to attack people differently, which if you look at, if you look at the tight end room, I mean, that room is freaking loaded, man. Um, so it, it'll be okay. <laughs> and Bowers, I was praising that kid every week. Bowers, Arik Gilbert, like let's not sleep on him. Uh, you know, Oscar Delt. Darnell Washington, those are four guys right there that could easily, easily be uh, be factors. So uh, what scares me is that the Kentucky game at night. In November. In November. Loving, late. Loving in November. Um, Kentucky's a tough place to play. All right. Now, it's not these Pantheon – of, of college football stadiums, but it's pretty tight quarters there. Yeah. And we get into it. Not an easy place. Uh, and for a defense that lost, you know, you look on the defensive side of the ball for a defense that lost as much talent as it did. That hurts. It's got to hurt. I mean, you know, you don't lose five first rounders and then not hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, you could say that about Bama too. It, it hurts, but I still think going, you know, I still think if you if you lose a significant amount of production, you're going from six and a half points to twenty points per game, which is still really good, which is still a really productive defense. Right. <laughs> but like you compare it to last year's defense, it's not even close. Right. <laughs> That's the scary part about what last year's team did. Like, like if you're Florida and you have generational talent, you should win the national championship. Georgia had generational talent on defense. They won the national championship. Took a weird way. It took a weird road to get there, but they won the national championship. Yeah. Um, for Kentucky, Kentucky moved the ball. They couldn't put it across the end zone, but they moved the ball. Yeah. You know, they actually moved the ball a little bit against uh, against Georgia on the road. Uh, they were a play here or a play there for making that game really interesting. Was it Dean that blew up the screen? God, I've never seen anything like that. Two blockers out there. He knifed through three. Yeah. Nobody touched him. Knifed through everybody. Nobody touched him. That is set up. I mean, it's. I don't understand. (laughs) It it looks like, I mean, if if you're a Georgia fan, you're probably, oh, God. And I was thinking, oh, this is okay. We got something here. And no, we didn't. (laughs) Vinny. 
I, the range of emotions I went through on that play. As soon as, as soon as, was it Rodriguez or Smoke that caught it? Oh, it's the back. It was one of the backs. Um, so as soon as I saw the back catch it, right. As soon as he turns around, I'm like, there's not a soul. There's not a, there's not a red helmet in the picture here. Mm -hmm. I was like, what's the, what's going on here? (laughs) And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, (laughs) here comes one red helmet. Unbelievable. I'm like, he's going to make this tackle. He's going to make this tackle. Watch this. The, the lineman did not see him. He just went right by them, went around them, and made the tackle for like a one-and-a-half-yard gain or something like that. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Like, that dude's special. And he did something similar in the Orange Bowl against Michigan. Schemed up, man. It's schemed up. It's ready. He watches it's film. There. It's there for the taking. And no. Yeah. He, he just knew watching film that, you know, Tennessee's very or Tennessee. That Kentucky's very screen happy. They run a lot of screens. It's like a pro style type deal. It's like the the you know the Rams. Mm-hmm. So he he kind of figured he stuffed it out. He did a good job snuffing it out. I mean, that's not it, it's not anything bad that Liam Cohen did. Like it was a great play call. Yeah, good call. Yeah, I, I think it, against any other team, it's a walk in touchdown. Mm-hmm. But. In Georgia, it's not. Yeah. Um, but uh, close that gap. You know what? Mm-hmm. Your time before last down there, twenty-one to seven in the rain. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys went fourteen to three in Lexington uh, last year, thirty to thirteen. That was a snooze fest. Yeah. So you know the, the beatdowns haven't been. You know it's it's been no. Trying Kentucky, to close Kentucky's, the gap. It's been hard fault games, but you know Kentucky's past the point of getting beat down on a regular basis. I think yeah. every once in a while you'll you'll catch a good one, but for the most part, like I think you guys are at least past that point. But uh Mike Farrell seems to be I don't know if this is just an article that he's writing because he needs to drum up some stories in the SEC East or <laughs> if he's really kind of buying stock in, in, in Big Blue Nation. But uh, he wrote an article about five reasons why Kentucky will win the SEC East. So I saw that and I thought, okay, I gotta, I gotta ask Vinny about this. Okay, so, so here we go. Five reasons why Kentucky will win the SEC East. Here we go. Number one, Will Levis is growth. All right. So if he's able to cut down on the turnovers, he could be the top quarterback in the conference. <laughs> he, had 33, he had 33 touchdowns, mm-hmm. right? Uh, he was top half of nearly every passing passing statistic. All right. Where do you see Will Levis? I mean, obviously, a lot of Kentucky fans are like, yeah, he's the best one in the conference, but let's be real about it. Oh, the, the last list I saw, and I had a little back and forth on the Believing Kentucky account with – Kyler Curbison from you know host Believe in Tennessee. Oh, Kyler, they, we gotta have him on. They had him, yeah, which yeah, have him on. We, he is in the east, even though I don't you know, hate Tennessee. He is he is part of the <laughs> he is, he's part of the east. <laughs> but we got it, we gotta we gotta look at what Tennessee's gonna bring to the table. That's right. They had uh top seven in the SEC. I don't think Levis was even listed in the top seven, and I just 
threw his name out there and Kyler kind of gave the roll eyes with the Hendon Hooker gif. So I think a, a lot of people outside of Kentucky, of course, you know, everybody in Kentucky is like, yeah, he's great. A lot of people outside of Kentucky still, I think it's, well, he's from Kentucky. I just know ah, he's not going to be. But you, he mentioned his growth, which essentially is what I said when I think the game will slow down for him. He's got yeah. more weapons. So I think that is that. That would be a plus for us winning the East. He's not going to be the reason they don't have a yeah, shot to It's going to come down to can him and Paul Sangrian, Sangrianello, however you say his name, can they be in? Uh, can they be in lock lockstep? But I mean, you look at the quarterbacks in. Okay, let's let's look at the quarterbacks in the SEC. All right, let's let's look at them. Uh, Bill Bryce Young, right, right, all right. So I'm I'm just going to list them. This is no particular order. Okay, I'm just going to list them out. All right, so so you can get a little picture of it. All right, you have Bryce Young, Stetson Bennett, Will Levis, Hendon Hooker, Spencer Rattler, uh, Anthony Richardson. Uh, whoever wins the Ole Miss job, Luke Altmeyer is in the lead right now, so we'll say Luke Altmeyer. Uh, Will Rogers. Uh, Max Johnson, Jaden Daniels. That's 10. I have no clue who Missouri or Vanderbilt's trotting out there, so mm-hmm. they don't count. Um, Zach Calzada and KJ Henderson. Right. No, KJ Jefferson. Right. Jefferson or Henderson? Yeah, yeah, Jefferson. I never get, I never get that right. <laughs> Ever. I know I should. Yeah, old Arkansas fans are going to kill me on that one. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. I never get that right. KJ Jefferson. Yeah. Okay. So those 12 quarterbacks. Okay. So let's put them in order. Let's see where Will Levis fits, fits in that. All right. Bryce Young, Heisman winner. Mm-hmm. He's got to be number one, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Who, go, who goes to number two? Um, Wow, I mean, what Hooker put up numbers? Um, yeah, I, I think you got to look at Hooker. That's some on the tip, and I mean, he might yeah. not be lighting it up, you know. But yeah. well, shit, no, I mean, he lit it up. You can't knock what he's done. It's, he, he don't. He lit it up. Yeah, and he doesn't. I don't think he gets. He doesn't get credit because he's five he ten. Right, he doesn't get. The the love, the adulation as a guy that lights it up. I mean, the dude's been there eleven years, just won the championship. He had twenty eight hundred yards and a twenty nine and seven TD pick yeah. ratio. Yeah, he, he only he he was one eighty five for two eighty seven, sixty four percent completion. It, if he gets a hundred more yards and he's a three thousand yard, does that change it? Does that make? Oh, he threw. Well, uh, he he needs to get about. Four inches and get to about six one, and that'll change even more. Um, he, he gets no love because he's short. Yeah. He produces. Um, I don't think he's number two. I think there's some people better. I mean, I think Hooker is a more productive Hooker's guy. Surprised me, dude, because coming from Virginia Tech, he was well. That just didn't we, fit square know, peg round hole. Played him in the bowl game. I'm like this dude right here. So yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm not really worried about him coming to Tennessee. And he's yeah, he's. Uh, yeah, like you said, the fit. Rattler's got to show me. I'm not even putting him. Yeah, anywhere I'm, near I'm not. Anything. I'm not buying Rattler yet. No. I'm not buying stock on that yet. I mean, I, I, I admire Shane Beamer as a coach. I, I think he's, I think he's as good as anybody. But I, I just, I, I just don't buy. 
Mm-hmm. Spencer Rattler. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with AR-15, Anthony Richardson, all yeah, the physical uh, skills. Yeah. I just just don't know where he is because he was like not very good last year. Yeah. I'm not uh, Calzada either. I'm not Calzada, buying. no. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely no Calzada. Uh, I, I, I like KJ Jefferson. KJ Hendon Stetson. I don't know what what's, Daniel, what's Kelly gonna do with Daniels. I don't know. Like you know? I, I think Daniels is such a, a cluster at Arizona State that we don't really know. I mean, you know, you can see the talent, but he's gonna be like he's gonna be like what Hendon Hooker was coming in. Like you have no clue what he's mm-hmm. got, right? I think Levis is top third. I think Levis is three. Third in the conference. You know? I could say I I could easily say I could easy easily go uh Bryce, uh Hooker, Levis, Bennett, Jefferson. Yeah. yeah. I could and then like Max Johnson. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the rest fall however they fall. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I could I could easily, easily go that route. Would have no problem with that. I would have no problem if you switched Levis and Hooker. I would have no problem if you switched Levis and Bennett. Like those top four guys. Well, Young is number one, but yeah. two, three, and four. I, I think you could put them in any order, and I think I think you're in pretty good shape. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, Johnson so, might. John, you know, Johnson will probably get the bump. Yeah. From from being with Jimbo, you know, <sighs> Willie you know, though, the system might help him from you know, like, considering where he came from to where he's going. Yeah, I guess um, I don't know. Like, I don't <laughs> know. Mess there at the end. For show everybody. me. He's a show me guy. Well, yeah, that's, he's a show yeah. me guy. Yeah. I, I just don't. I, I'm not quite bought in. Not not yet. I'm not all the way in. I'm I'm I might buy, I might buy a couple of shares in the Max Johnson stock. Just to say, I got in. Yeah, you know, um, you got him top half. You get him sixth or seventh. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's he's top I half. Yeah. I, but I just don't think the SEC is. I think the SEC is very top heavy at quarterback, and I don't. I think the bottom bottom half is pretty pretty bad. And with you all know about this, Kentucky's kind of getting to know about this. Y'all have had winning streaks over a lot of teams and you, you just mm-hmm. go into them games knowing you're probably going to win. And yeah, the opponents I mean, probably, right now. They probably, probably know, well, Georgia's going to win because y'all have been beating Georgia. Kentucky's beating Missouri six out of seven. Beat South Carolina eight out of nine. I, I, I love the passion of Missouri fans. I really do. <laughs> but my God, like they're, they're not going to fare well in the, in, the, in the league. They're just not. So you know they're not. We'll, we'll we'll get to them more in depth. Um, you know, Kentucky's got to second in the league. Is kind of, they're consistently beating these other teams. Mm-hmm. They had to pass them. South Carolina been beating them since before they got good. We start off still, five and one. They start off five no one, finish <laughs> five and seven. But they were beating South Carolina towards mm-hmm. the end of Spurrier. Most champ getting coming in and getting fired. They've been beating them for wow. They they were beating them before they were winning seven, eight, nine, ten games. Yeah. So you've you've passed them. You yeah. passed South Carolina. You passed Vanderbilt. You passed Missouri. Yeah. 
beaten Florida a couple times. Should have should have more wins against Florida than they do. They they gave Florida a couple wins, but they beat them the past couple times as well. I just think you can't get past Tennessee. That's the that is the that the is the boogeyman. That's the one. That's you know, the boogeyman. Um, they beat him when Butch Jones went zero and eight in the league in what twenty seventeen, and they barely beat him that year. Uh, they beat mm-hmm. him in Pruitt's only year. That was the first win in Neyland Stadium in three mm-hmm. decades. Had him beat last year. To, uh, you know the pick six we talked about. That's a throw Levis would like to have back. Mm-hmm. Uh, defense kind of got hit in the mouth. Hendon Hendon hit him with a couple bombs to start the game. They, they got they got Muhammad Ali where <laughs> they got tagged and. They got tagged so many times before they even knew they got tagged. But. I mean, welcome to Kroger for and Vila yeah. Jones and them dudes were, I mean, good behind the defense before anybody <laughs> knew what happened. Yeah. <laughs> touchdown, 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 oh. Tennessee. And oh my goodness. That, that is the biggest ano- stat anomaly I've ever Ooh. seen. Like Tennessee got like quadrupled. In time of possession. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> they barely held the ball and they won 45 to 10 or something like that. It was ridiculous. Like, what? I'm like, what? <laughs> and Kentucky would have a, a long, sustained drive and then, phew. Tennessee, phew. one or two plays. Right. Bam. Yeah. You know, you're like, oh God. Mm-hmm. And their defense didn't get tired. No, for so, and you thought eventually maybe that's what would flip it for us, and it, it just never did. Never did. And that pick six to what's his name, Daryl, oh, uh, Daryl Wilson, or whatever his name yeah. is, Daryl Taylor, Alante Taylor, whatever Taylor, Alante that, Taylor. Yes, that was that was the killer. That was the that was the backbreaker. Yes, sir. So, uh, the second key is the offensive line. So, that's a strength. Uh, Darian Kennard. Is a big loss. Yep. Um, but that's a position they've been actually fairly able to easily reload, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh Keontae Goodwin, I like him a lot. Uh he was an early enrollee. He's six eight, three hundred and five pounds. Yeah. Uh, got all the tools, good feet, good hands, um, just lacks experience. Yeah. Uh Tayshawn Manning comes in. Auburn kid transfer. Auburn kid. Yeah. So I I really like the production they're going to be able to to have and help Chris Rodriguez obtain. He he's closing in on Benny Snell's record. So I think this Ins- offensive line is going to help him. Insane. Sonny Collins had the record for 40 years. Benny breaks it and and if all goes well, as long as Rodriguez, the, the DUI, his off the field stuff gets straight mm-hmm. and all that. Benny won't have the record for three or four, and then C. Rob breaks it. So that's unbelievable. Another thing too for the O line is is the coach. Well, Wolford came in last year mm-hmm. from South Carolina, and you talk about fit. It wasn't really a fit. He ends up going to Alabama and ghosting them, and mm-hmm. and as I far as that. you know, coaching them the way um, the late John Schlarman coached them, there was yeah. a whole different. The vibe wasn't the same. They hire. Zach Ginzer from the 49ers, who coached with Schlarman. Scangarello, the offensive coordinator, also from the 49ers. So mm-hmm. the the coaching will go back to what it was with that group. Yeah. Um, I think even had Stoops say, well, anybody <laughs> coached that group last year, just taking shots at Wolford. So it's it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't a good parting of ways. And nah. you know, now you got a guy back in there, you know, that, that kind of the 
the uh, what's the word? Because uh, cohesiveness of the staff is going to be better with Yenzer coming in way better than it was with Wolf mm-hmm. in the year he was there. So that's that's got to count for something too. Yeah, so they'll be good. I'm, I'm excited about that. Defense, uh, I, I, you're replacing a lot of superstars, but they also bring back seven starters yeah. that ranked in the top 30 in nearly every category. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I don't know that there's any superstars, any guys that you're looking at. Is there, are there any guys that you're looking at on the defense saying, okay, that's our dude, kind of like, kind of like the way y'all looked at Josh Paschal last year. That's our dude. Uh, Is there anybody like that? Jordan Wright could be. He's gonna have to stay healthy. You know, long, lanky edge rusher like they like. Uh, I think you know Vito Tisdale could have been, but they lost him for the season. That he he would blow up anything moving. Um, the Smith kid from Ole Miss coming in is going to help yeah. in the secondary. Jacquez Jones is back for year two, another Ole Miss transfer. Oh, Sorry, yeah. Steve. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I think, you know, he can step up and kind of be a leader. I think and, they did just fine in the transfer portal, so he's probably not even <laughs> – he probably don't even care. We'll see y'all week two for the for the reunion for those guys down there mm-hmm. in Oxford, Steve. Right. So, not week two, but uh, they do play Ole Miss. They play Florida. I was going to say – I was gonna say Ole Miss plays Georgia Tech. I think we. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it'll be a, it'll be re- re- return home for those guys to the Grove. So that'll be Ooh. fun. Yeah. Uh, so impact transfers. You, you you mentioned that we we talked about Tavion Robinson, but again, leaning on the transfers. Are, I mean, how, how? I mean, those guys are going to be, you know, big time contributors, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, think they're expected to, to kind of hit the ground running. They're going to have you know, opportunities to do so. You you lose Ali and Robinson, your top two spots. Yeah, uh, It's there. The, re- the receiver room, that's one that they, they you know, you, you've seen this offensive line. You've seen the running backs with, with C-Rod and Smoke and, you know, Lavelle Wright is, should have a chance to make some impact. Yeah. Uh, Levis, we've seen the tight ends. The receiver room is kind of they've, – they've been waiting. they kind of been – pre-Wandale, you've been waiting for, hey, just grab a hole. It's here for whoever wants it. I know, right? And, you know, Lynn Bowden was kind of that guy, but he had to play quarterback. And, you know, the year every QB got hurt, they switched and just, you know, ran him. So pre-Wandale, it's like whoever wants it, you know, jump a hole and grab a hold of it. So – you got to got guys in place to do that again, you know, yeah. with with Robinson and Brown and, and those guys. So yeah, it's it's good they finally kind of stabilized the wide receiver room a little bit mm-hmm. and figured that out because you know, I think coming into last season we we were wondering if Wandell was going to be the 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 savior of that of that room and I mean he, he was but. I, I think he also was able to boost those other guys up a little bit and and create some production there. So that that was that was a positive on on that note on that front. So uh, very very happy to see that. So um, and then of course you know Mike Farrell's fifth reason is uh, Bob Stoops, which uh, Bob Stoops is on TV. Uh, Mark Stoops. Oh okay. His brother Mark oh, Stoops. Okay. 
<laughs> You're probably wondering, okay, how does Bob how's Bob factor in this? Like I know we we got Mike coming in to coach linebackers. <laughs> ain't no Bob. Bob don't got a job too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, coming in like what'd y'all go two and ten for the first two years? And then no, all of a sudden two, just like uh, seven. And two and ten jokers like, last year, two and ten his first year. Then he went two and ten, five and seven, five and seven. And, and then, then he finally got a seven and five and, and then flipped it. Yeah. Yeah. And and both those five and seven seasons, they started five and one and then, you know, just ran out of steam oh, and oh, couldn't, Mark. couldn't yeah. beat Louisville to get that six win. Louisville. Yeah. <laughs> couldn't beat Louisville. And now the past three games against Louisville, they beat them by a combined 153 to 44 the last three years. Against. But this was back when. You know, I don't know if Georgia's had this problem. You know, a lot of teams go to a backup and it's a running quarterback and you're like, oh, God. That one time they knocked Louisville starter out, the backup was Lamar Jackson, and that's mm-hmm. when he got introduced to the world. And he'll, yeah. he ran wild and the rest is history. We, yeah. we see what he's done. Yeah. Uh, how, does, how does Georgia fare whenever they knock a starter out and have a backup they haven't prepared for that's mobile? You know, they, they might not have these problems like the rest of us mortal teams. <laughs> they get carved up. I don't know. <laughs> did, did you watch the 2018 SEC championship when we knocked out two and felt good about ourselves and Jalen Hurts comes in and <laughs> destroys us? Was that is that the game that y'all lost to them like 32-28 or was that like 2012, an SEC championship game? One, I, no, I think, it was, I think that was that game. Okay, because it was – yeah, I thought y'all had them. Yeah, so every time we've played them and lost, we like the last four times we've played them and lost, we've had them. Mm-hmm. I yeah. like yeah. SEC championship, we had them there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we never, then like we lost control, never really did. Um, the year before that, 2020, we see them in the regular season, we're leading at halftime in Tuscaloosa, mm. and they just started letting fans back. Um, had them lost. Uh, didn't play them in 19, uh, 18, played them in the SEC championship, had them lost, ended up losing to Texas in the bowl game. Uh, the year before national championship, we actually had them on the ropes and Tua delivered. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I think 2012 obviously had them on the ropes. I think a few times in between 2012 and 2017, we got they they smoked us. Yeah. Um. But yeah, as far as like quarterbacks coming in and getting hurt and us playing athletic guys, I think if the athletic guy can come in and throw, like last year, it didn't matter. You could have brought in Michael Vick, and we probably would have stopped him. Yeah. Um. I mean, we had we had fits with. I mean, we had fits with Hendon Hooker. I mean. Or, you know, that first yeah. drive was a thing of beauty that Tennessee had against mm-hmm. Georgia. Went down, scored immediately, and then that was like the only score they were going to have. Then we harassed him once we once we settled down. But I don't know. I mean, good quarterbacks give anybody fits. Yeah. That's true. That's the short answer, I guess. <laughs> um, it's quite a thread if you're on Cats Illustrated, uh, the House of Blue, uh, <laughs> the Mike Farrell thing. You know what the top thread is? What is the top? Top thread. Justin Roman in the house, house of Blue. It is 
New basketball practice highlights. Hey man, that's that's a that's a right of summer. That's you, you guys just can't. You guys can't get out. Of it. Just can't do it. When they eat, they ooze out any little thing on the. Just can't do it. That's my Twitter account. And now you just go crazy, don't you? Broke down like a brooder film. Oh, oh wait. Oh, did you see the shoes that he? Oh wait. Oh, he had a little. He had a he had a boot on his. Y'all go crazy, man. It's it's funny. I love it. Man, I gotta ask y'all about <clears throat> y'all's former head man. I saw it a few days ago on what Saturday down south. Mark Rick named to coach the Polynesian Football Hall of Fame. Yeah, Bowl. that's really right. fun, man. Yeah, twentieth man. Good him for and him. Romeo Cornell are, are coaching yeah, each squad him. there. So what's up with you guy, man? How about Mark? He's, he's he's got the itch. He's scratching. He's scratching <laughs> that itch, man. And and the Polynesian Bowl is. Probably very low pressure <laughs> for him. So, I mean, he was diagnosed with Parkinson's uh, in all seriousness. So, I mean, if he's going to get back into coaching, he needed something kind of like that. But Mark Richt is like up there with with Tubby Smith. If there's a list of dudes who he's a great coach but a better person that gets said about, Mark Rick is on that list. Mark Rick like Smith is on that, on that list. list. Yes, yes. Is, oh, he's a great coach, but he's an even greater man. You've yeah. heard that about him for, for decades, man. And a lot of people will be like, well, he's a great coach, even better man, but that doesn't equal wins. <laughs> oh, God, shut up. <laughs> Did he, didn't he average 10 wins a year for y'all? Yeah. Like, yep. People act like he was some like terrible coach. Well, he got burnt out towards the end of his tenure, and he got terrible like his last year, but yeah. Uh, I have to ask Israel. I mean, was hey Israel not on? I was going to see what he thought. I mean, you probably y'all probably talked about him mm-hmm. on several episodes of Believe in Georgia, but I'm, I'm sure he's got nothing but love for him. I, I would think. Yeah. No, he he lo- he loves him. He, yeah. He's he's told like if you go back and listen to some of our, go back and listen to the very first time I had Israel on. Okay. Um, you know, you're going to go back in the wayback machine. On that one, so that's because y'all got it like that. Y'all got archives like that. I don't believe in Georgia. That's that's what I'm trying to be. I believe in. When did you start? Uh, you started before I did. You know, I got a, I got a hundred and some episodes. You were my you were my first guest. Really? Yeah. Wow. You were my first guest. Wow, that's that you fun. and you and uh, you and Perco together. Okay, that? you, did, you yeah. were in your car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was my. That's like my third show. Man, okay. Yeah, I have to go and listen to the first one. Uh, get some some troop testimony on yeah. Mark Rick. Uh, speaking of believing tech, I'm just real quick too. We got some changes coming. Got a got a co-host. Aaron oh. Gershon is gonna hop on. Oh, uh, okay. It's kind of yeah. been official. We've been yeah. swapping emails and stuff. I've known him for a little bit. Uh yeah. Like he, he produced on Big Blue Insider show I've been on in Lexington several times. Uh, so I knew him through Twitter, knew him through some of the media stuff he'd done. So he's going to be hopping on and we'll be probably this week do our first episode. And right. then at some point, get a football guy kind of like Israel. And right. then basketball time, they're going to, they're looking to get a basketball guy out as well. So that's kind of some of the stuff coming down the pipe. Yeah. We took. Um, now you, Okay, so if you look at if you look at my show log, your episode twenty 
but you were, but like I, I was at that time I was like stockpiling episodes uh, while I was waiting for my feed to pop up. Mm -hmm. I I probably had like 10 episodes in the can. Look at you. Uh, and then stuff started happening. So what I started the business in the can. In the can. So <laughs> you were the first person I actually had. Wow. You weren't the first one I released, but you were the first one I had. Yeah. I got um, but I'm trying to find where, where it's 15 episodes. I'll see you. Okay. Uh, let's see. Core make it. Yeah. Uh, September 7th, 2020. Ooh. Man. That was crazy. Let me, let me, I'm going to shoot the link out there for everyone in the show notes. So if you're listening, uh, yeah, I'm scrolling through right now. Yeah. So I had him, I had him on that first time. And then he came on. Let's see. I did. He came in. His ears are burning right now. His ears have to be burning. Just on fire. <laughs> you guys talking about me? <laughs> um, he came back on September 25th, and I think that's when his first. And then he was started being a regular on September 30th because I had J boy on Jake crane on October 2nd that year. Big time. Just uh, Mm -hmm. this generation's fun bomb. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm over there on the daily wire. He liked the link. He liked the link you put out though. I saw that that you tweeted out before the show. I'm trying to get him to interact a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're in our third season now. Um, 115 episodes. I'm getting there. They just hopefully 115 more. Yeah, absolutely. So, but uh, I'll go back and listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should. It's it's pretty fun, oh. and it gives you some good insight on on Mark Rick. But, yeah. um, but anyway, uh, you can follow us on all social media. We're going to get out of here. We've been we've been here for for an hour talking at you. Uh, but you can follow us on all platforms at Believe in Dogs at Believe in Kentucky on all platforms, including TikTok. Uh, my latest video is at fifty nine hundred and fifty. Oh, and counting. Okay. Yeah, fifty nine, fifty six. My balls on you. The top 10 stadiums. Yeah, I'm getting a vast array of comments, but uh, <laughs> at Coach Burton 36, at Coach at Coach Corey Burton on IG, uh, at Vinny Hardy, at Troopstar28 on all platforms, of course, uh, at YCN underscore SEC. Uh, also, uh, where you can find the video link to this. And with that being said, Vinny, Man, it's been a fun show. We 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 deep dived into uh, Kentucky a little bit. Hashtag Big Blue Nation. So we'll uh, we'll share that amongst the the Kentucky fans, and we'll, we'll we'll get this thing going, man. I'm I'm excited. I have a great football season coming up down the pike. Ravon Sports is going to help that uh, yeah. as well. Uh, at Row One Brand is is somebody I've been interacting with a lot on on Twitter. So that'll be that'll be fun. Uh, if we can get them on board, they're an apparel company. 
Oh, cool. Um, and with that being said, Vinny, let's have a great week. We hope you stay dry, stay cool, whatever <laughs> whatever the case may be in your neck of the woods. I think uh, I think Israel described his current situation as being in Jurassic Park. <laughs> well, yeah. As far as the weather goes, he's expecting a T Rex to pop out of somewhere. <laughs> so, uh, not sure where that is, but. Uh, we we hope he's back with us next week. We'll have to get a hold of him uh, with his football schedule. I'm I'm pretty sure that they that they're going late too. So mm-hmm. I uh, not surprised there. But yeah. uh, keep it anyway, safe, for him. Keep it safe. Uh, watch out for the COVID bug. It's it's floating around again. Um, but uh, we wish you a great week. We hope we hope you're back with us next week, and we will talk to you soon. Appreciate go dogs. See y'all next week. Go cats. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.